Welcome. Welcome to the AV Forums Podcast Extra, presented by Phil Hinton. Welcome to the second AV Forums Podcast Extra. Coming up, we have the latest DVD and gaming news and reviews, and we also take a closer look at our very own HD DVD player. But before all of that... This week's... Audio-Visual News. Neodigit has announced details of its two new high-end media centre machines. The models Helios X3000 and X5000 will launch in June. Both decks have built-in LAN, Wi-Fi and USB ports to make it easier to connect and share digital audio, video and images over a home network. The units come with their own software, which allows the machines to act as a server with existing PC equipment. The players can also handle DVD, DivX and a host of HD formats, including TSHD files. And they can output nearly every resolution you can think of, including PAL 720p and 1080i 50Hz. Whilst both machines share the same specs, the X5000 will have a better build finish, bird brown DACs are used for digital to analogue conversion, along with gold-plated phono jacks for audio. Video connectivity includes HDMI, component video, composite video and S-video. Prices are yet to be announced. Toshiba has confirmed that it will be investing heavily in the new TV technology SED in the coming months. In a joint venture with Canon, the technology is touted to be serious competition for LCD TV and plasma, with some stating that this kind of TV breakthrough is rarely seen in the industry. Although there is huge investment, the company admits that while it's close to success, it still has a few remaining obstacles in the way before it can launch its first 55-inch display. Production has finally begun at Sony's DADC of Blu-ray movie discs in anticipation of the format's release in June. The production plants, which have capacity to release 50,000 units a month, are now beginning to roll out the first discs. And HD DVD finally has its first discs being released with original extras included. The titles are Born Supremacy from Universal and Constantine from Warner Brothers. There are also more hybrid discs on the way with Firewall and The Perfect Storm, each containing DVD and HD DVD versions on the same disc. We will be examining in detail the coming format war between HD DVD and Blu-ray in future podcasts. We would also like to hear your comments on which format you think will win, or whether both will die due to lack of interest. All you have to do is email me at phil at avplay.com and I'll call you back to record your comments for the podcast. And that rounds up the AV News for this week. The AV Forums Podcast Extra. Extra. DVD News. In this week's DVD News, two more HD DVDs are now available from Warner Brothers in the US. The Fugitive and Blazing Saddles will feature 1080p transfers and Dolby Plus soundtracks with the original DVD extras in 480i. Has 15 years been kind to Bruce Willis caper Hudson Hawk? Well, you can find out for yourself on the 25th of July with the release of the 15th anniversary edition from Sony Pictures on Region 1 DVD. 
The disc will feature a full assortment of extras and the usual anamorphic transfer and Dolby 5.1 soundtrack. If you want the full-on treatment of Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now in both its incarnations, you'll need to wait until August 15th for the complete dossier set. Featuring both the 1979 and 2001 versions of the movie, the two-disc set will also have all new extra features when it hits Region 1 DVD. Back in good old Blighty, and we have Hostel, the unseen edition, hitting Region 2 DVD on the 7th of August. The disc will have a host of extras including four commentaries, featurettes and multi-angle scenes. And finally, the BBC has announced its summer DVD lineup. Amongst the list are Doctor Who Inferno, starring John Pertwee and featuring a host of extras on the 19th of June, and Geordie Cop Drama 55 Degrees North, Series 1 and 2, arrives on the 26th of June alongside Series 2 of Waking the Dead. And don't forget, keep up to date with all your daily DVD news by clicking on avplay.com. This week's DVD Reviews. Match Point, while being a Woody Allen movie, is a tad schizophrenic. While some elements, relationships, are very much rooted in Allen territory, a thriller certainly isn't. It's also very English, not just because it's set in London, but in overall feel. And while a Mona soundtrack may actually put some people off, there is much to enjoy here. Scarlett Johansson plays the part of Nola very well, in turn being seductive and stalker-esque throughout the film. To reveal too much would spoil the enjoyment of the movie, but with a decent transfer and a soundtrack that does what it needs to, this scores a solid 7. This week's DVD Reviews Ridley Scott has released his director's cut of Kingdom of Heaven in a 4-disc super edition on Region 1 DVD. Seen through the eyes of the main character played by Orlando Bloom, we witness a struggle for the Holy City during the Crusades. Packed with extra features and boasting new and unseen footage, will this new vision bring new life to the movie? Our original review scored the film at 4 out of 10, but click over to AV Play for Chris's in-depth review to find out. When the king is dead, I will have the glory. Give me a war. That is what I do. What is Jerusalem worth? Nothing. Everything. This week's DVD review discs were supplied by Movie Time. You can visit their site at mtdvd.com. The AV Forums podcast, Gaming News. Good news for PS2 owners as Kingdom Hearts 2, the Disney meets Final Fantasy role-playing game, will be released in Europe. However, it won't be until the autumn. World of Warcraft fans are eagerly chomping at the bit for the next instalment named The Burning Crusade. Coming out in November, this expansion pack should keep gamers occupied for a while. Rumour has it that the Nintendo Wii is going to arrive with a cheaper-than-chips price tag. Expecting to have a US retail of $200, that converts to about £105. And finally, Xbox 360 owners saw the release of Rumble Roses, an all-female wrestling game, earlier this week. Graphically, it looked lush, but was the game any good? Find out for yourself by reading our review and more in-depth news on all gaming features at avplay.com. 
The highest definition. 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 This is the AV Forums podcast. We were quite excited in the AV Forums review office this week after getting our hands on the new Toshiba XA1 HD DVD player. So if you're yet to have the pleasure of this new technology, what are you missing? And what did we think after having a play about with the machine? So joining me for a chat is Seth Gecko, AV Forums and AV Play Assistant Editor, who's been putting the machine through its paces the last few days. Hi, Seth. Hi, Phil. So what did you think when the box landed in the office this week, then? I thought it was um, a lot larger than uh, I was led to believe from all the images. Um, I, I've got a Denon 3910, and that is a bit of a beast anyway. So when the box arrived, I thought it was on a par size-wise with that. So once you got out the box, what, what did it look like? The build quality is very good. Um, my very first DVD player was a Toshiba, and that was um, a 2108, and that was particularly well built. But this is actually a lot more sturdy than that player was. So this is uh, radio. We can't really see anything, although if you're interactive, you will be seeing pictures at this moment in time. Just um, give me a quick description of what, what the player actually looks like. Well, it's um, a t- from the front and top, it's a two-tone affair. Um, it's pretty sparse control-wise when you look at it from the front. You have a top half, which is a jet black um, sort of plastic finish, which is where the LCD read um, is, and you get the nice blue light, as, as all players seem to have these days. And then you've got this silver um, flat, which when lowered you can see the actual buttons that you would need to access should you need to access them without the remote control. On the back um, you've got a a bog standard kettle lead connector. Um, You can see the fans for where you need to keep the air um, flow ideally. Um, You've got the LAN connector, RS-232 ports, your typical um, digital coax um, and HDMI's component outputs. Uh, ironically, for this player, it has an S video and a phono video output, which I thought was defeating the object somewhat of having high definition with the, the lower grade um, connections. Plus, you have the two channel and the 5.1 channel outputs for the audio. So, having looked at this machine, what do you think the, the main differences are apart from the um, backlit and remote control between this and the A1? The, the main difference, I think, is the 5.1 channel output, so that you can have the Dolby high definition audio. Um, if you hook the six phonos from the back of the player to the back of a compatible amp, um, which most of the medium range high end ones are these days, you'll be able to take advantage of any um, high definition DVDs with the Dolby HD audio tracks. I think Phantom of the Opera was the first one with that particular audio. So you got out the box, you set it all up. Um, just tell us what components you're using it with. Um, I'm using it on a, a Samsung 32-inch LCD, um, and amplifier-wise, it's connected to a Denon 3805. At the moment, it's going via a coaxial connector, um, just a regular uh, Dolby Digital Plus. Basically, because I don't have six phone lead spare, um, but once I've got to five minutes to nip out, I will be hooking it up for the Dolby HD. I take it you've spun your first disc. What's your thoughts of HD DVD? Well, I've basically, I've got a total of four discs to hand. I I spun up two. Um, I put it, uh, I've set it up for 1080i 
Um, the main reason for that is, is, again, as I said, I've got a Denon 3910 which can upscale to 1080 uh, i in it via the HDMI, so I've got a good gauge um, of like for like. Um, the first disc I spun up was Serenity, which has had some excellent reviews. Um, I found it to be sharper on screen than the DVD, and I found it to be slightly more colourful, but realistically the differences weren't that great. Mostly, in my opinion, that's because A, it's early days on HD format, so the transfer of the discs is not going to be as good as DVD as such, because we're seven years down the line. The other thing that I noticed was it was slightly louder soundtrack, um, a little bit warmer, uh, a little bit more enveloping, but not overly as much as they're touting the format to be. And I think the main reason for this is Serenity itself is a very good DVD. It's not reference quality, but it is mastered um, with a good transfer and a good soundtrack. The second disc that I used was Million Dollar Baby, which I've always found particularly grainy on DVD. The high-def version is definitely better. Much sharper, less grain, um, colours are much more vivid. Um, for example, the, um, the, the vivid green of the boxer's robe that Hilary Swank's char character wears um, is all much clearer than um, on the DVD itself. Which goes to show, just like DVD, um, you can either have a very, very good master disc or you can have an average or poor master disc with you know, a mediocre transfer at best or mediocre soundtrack. Um, there was a disappointment on the Million Dollar Baby soundtrack, it was particularly quiet. Um, I have heard that some of uh, the titles have got a uh, slightly sort of quieter soundtrack than what we've heard before on the DVD format. So overall I think it's, in, it, it's, it's solid, but not as awe-inspiring um, if you've already got a 1080 um, compatible DVD player. If you've got a regular one, which is only going to put it out at 480 um, in NTSC, it is going to be quite a noticeable jump. So you're all lined up for AV Play, you're all lined up with HD DVD. Do you think it's going to take off? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, based on the two discs that I've spun up, um, it has the scope. I think that if you have something that is a much richer source element, something along the lines of a Pixar movie, you will really notice the difference. In fact, the demo um, on the Warner Bros. disc when it first spins up with the Warner Bros. logo is very sharp and very colourful and stylish and you really notice the difference, but not so much as when you watch the actual movie. If you take something like the Pixar movies, as I've said, they are computer generated, it will be completely in the digital realm and I think that will be where most people will start seeing the format um, shine. The same will also go for Blu-ray because um, of the, the resolution etc. However, if everyone's thinking of trashing their DVD players in, I don't think at this point in time DVD really has that much of a threat, especially for the main market, the mainstream market aren't going to be spending £500 on a player, they're not going to necessarily um, want to have a uh, LCD or plasma that can upscale to the 1080. So it's a very it's a very controversial format insofar as it, at this moment in time it 
doesn't really offer you that much on a traditional sized um, screen. On a projector with a 1900 inch based screen, I think you would notice a lot more difference. Okay, Seth, well, thanks very much for joining us today on the AV Forums Podcast Extra. No problem, Phil. And if you have any comments on your experiences with HD DVD, or you have thoughts on which format might win, or if both will die, then please email me at phil at avplay.com and we'll make sure your comments are featured in later podcasts. Get the latest AV hardware reviews and price comparison information. Visit avreviews.com. You're listening to the AV Forums Podcast Extra. Extra. And that rounds up this week's Podcast Extra. If you have any feedback or comments of any items of interest within the podcasts, then please leave your messages within the feedback forum at avforums.com. Jason is back next Thursday with the rest of the team for Podcast 7, so we hope you'll tune in once again for the latest in AV hardware and software news. This is Phil Hinton saying thanks for listening, stay subscribed and tell your friends. The AV Forum's Podcast Extra was written and presented by Phil Hinton. Original music by Andrew Bassett. The AV Forum's Podcast Extra was mixed and produced by Phil Hinton. And the senior producer was Stuart Wright. All content, including sound clips and music, is copyright material and used for promotional use only. The AV Forum's Podcast Extra is copyright M2N Limited.